Hi, everyone. It's Paul Miller, Free Time, Free Spill podcast, and where it's based on positivity and diversity. And we have Mike I'm Ellie, and he's an author, life purpose expert, brand strategist. Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. Thanks for having me, Paul. It's, it's good to have you. I'm excited to talk about like what you're doing in the community and like how you're helping people with their brands. Yeah, yeah, thanks. So what made you passionate about uh, working with people like artists and celebrities? What made you passionate? Uh, well, really, it's just, you know, passionate about the work. So, you know, my background is I, I started out um, working in public relations and I owned a PR agency that I started at age 22. And, you know, I work with a bunch of people from, you know, healthcare executives, celebrities, tech people. And then one day I woke up and I was vomiting blood. And you can probably imagine that was pretty scary for me. So I, you know, went from doctor to doctor. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I was really scared I was going to die. Like nobody kind of knew what was wrong with me. Um, I actually had an accident at work. I shit my pants at work. Like it was getting really ugly. And at the time I had two roommates. And one of those roommates was um, my older sister's friend who had just moved to the city. And the other one was a guy I knew from college. And my older sister's friend had a boyfriend. So she was there only half the week. And so by default, this guy I knew from college, he had to take me to appointments. I couldn't drive myself. I was in so much pain. You know, I, he would have to kind of like cook for me. I couldn't really get up. I mean, I was, you know, vomiting blood. It was really horrible. And as I was kind of healing myself and figuring, trying to figure out what was wrong with me, somewhere in there, I realized I had feelings for this guy. And this felt um, uncomfortable and new for me because I had never, you know, before this been consciously interested in a man, never dated a man, only dated women. Um, and I think had this been any other moment in my life, I probably would have brushed this under the rug and thought like, yeah, this is nothing. But I thought I could die any day. And so I thought, well, shit, I have to do something about this. And so I just said to him, you know, Garrett, this is weird. It doesn't feel like sexual or even romantic but there's something going on here and that started probably two months of conversations which led to about two years of exploring if this relationship can work and while that was going on you know I'm trying to heal myself from the sickness I'm navigating my first same-sex relationship and I realized I need to leave my job and so because you know something must be wrong like if I'm getting this sick something is wrong with this job I'm too stressed out I need to leave and so I enrolled in nutrition school and herbalism school. And I thought, well, I'm just going to explore this. I started going to psychic classes. So I'm going to figure something out. And I gave a year's notice at work. I never recommend doing that. It was the worst year, but, you know, I was an owner. So I thought I should do this. I gave a year's notice. And when that year was up, I just decided I'm on my own. And I'm going to figure this out. And so I was kind of the herbalist and health coach to a lot of Boston's entrepreneurs because I knew them. And I thought, I got really sick. Like, let me be, you know, your herbalist to all of you. Um, but I wasn't making a ton of money and I didn't really love it. And I thought, okay, like, let me go back to the drawing board and I've got a lot of stories. Let me start sharing my stories. And so I started sharing these stories and a publisher reached out to me in three months and said, Hey, Mike, do you want a book deal? Just, I didn't uh, like give a book proposal. And I thought, okay, they say that the universe gives you things on a silver platter when you're on your path. This has got to be it, right? I just get a book deal out of the blue. Like this is totally, I'm on my path. So this must be my purpose. It's not screw, you know, being an herbalist. It's got to be this. 
And so I write that book. And in the book, I talk about my relationship. And I thought, well, shoot, when that book comes out, I have to, you know, tell the world about my relationship. There are a lot of people in my personal life who don't even know. And so I wrote a blog about my relationship and I went to bed that night. And the next morning, a hundred thousand people had shared that blog post. Wow. And it was super overwhelming, right? Like I, people were, you know, I got literally thousands of emails a day for a week. People asking me about my sex life. People talk, you know, NPR interviewed me about my sex life. Like it got very, very overwhelming. And I was kind of like, I don't want this. Like, I don't want this kind of attention. This isn't what I wanted. And so still now, I don't know what my purpose is. It's not, you know, this book writing. It's not writing these viral articles. It's not PR and branding. It's not you know, being an herbalist. And I thought, all right, let me just go back to the drawing board and let me figure out, you know, I've read every life purpose book. I've been on every purpose training. I thought, let me just figure this out. They all say, you know, what's your passion? What skills do you have? What does the world need? What's that middle point? And so I thought, oh my God, I am so dumb. It is so obvious. I'm meant to create a blogging course and it's going to help people get book deals. Sure. But it's going to be deep. And it's going to be spiritual. It's going to be about finding your voice. And so I put, you know, I was at this point broke, but I put every last dollar into this blogging course. Like I got the fancy lighting kit and the microphone and the, you know, business partner and the web designer and the editing software, like whatever. I put every dollar, thousands of dollars into this thing. I knew this was going to take off, right? I just knew it. So I put it out into the world. Five people bought it. It was a colossal failure. I lost all of my money and I was done. I was so fucking done. And I thought, shit, now I have to go beg my partners to take me back in my own company. I don't even know if I have a job at my own company. And I'm so embarrassed and I give up. Like, I don't know my purpose. I give up. It's none of these things. And so at the time I hosted what was called, what I called a failure celebration. And basically my thinking was like, I'm a failure. I've totally failed, but I want to flip the script and feel like, you know what? I did some good things this year. You know, I worked on myself. I told people my relationship. I wrote a book. Like I was an herbalist. You know, I want to celebrate myself. And so I went into a Facebook group I was a part of. And I said, let me offer you the only thing I am good at that I'm confident at, which is branding and PR, right? Like, let me just offer you and help you all be successful. Because I'm not successful, but maybe you can be. And so I offered six branding sessions just for free. My whole day just offered these up to people. And, you know, I'm used to in my PR job working with people like celebrities and tech titans and healthcare executives. But these were artists and entrepreneurs and life coaches and healers and therapists and all types of cool people. And at the end of each session, every one of them said to me some variation of, Mike, you didn't just tell me my brand. You explained to me my entire life purpose in a way that answers every question. And I'm sitting there and this isn't really a moment you forget in life. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? I don't understand what that means. You know, I'm just doing branding here. What are you talking about? This is nothing to do with life purpose. And so I, what, cho what choice did I have? I was going to quit my job the next day and go back to PR. I said, let me do this on myself. And so I did the same process on them for two hours I spent on myself. And I came up with six words. And these words are aligned, zany, free, unmistakable, successful, and vulnerable. And like that, like 
just moments in my life. You know, I began to get clarity of why blogging felt good, but not this book. Why, you know, I was successful in PR, but not fulfilled. Why, you know, the blogging course failed. Like why my relationship worked out. It just felt like things started making sense. And so the next morning I woke up to an email and it was from one of these people, one of these six people. And she said, Hey Mike, my friend wants to buy this. What do you call it? What do you call these sessions? And I said, I don't have a price. I don't even have a name. I don't know. Like it's branding, but I, I guess it's sacred uh, because you're telling me it's life purpose. I'll call it sacred branding. Slap that name on there. I offered it to this one person. She told a few friends. A few weeks later, my schedule was completely full. I never went back to PR. And that was, I think, six or seven years ago now. And since then, you know, I've worked with a whole bunch of people from every walk of life. But the cool thing is what we're really doing is we're taking your life and we're mapping your entire life and figuring out in every single moment of success and fulfillment you've ever had, which levers are you pulling? Every person does that. So every single one of us, you know, when I'm vulnerable and I'm zany and I'm telling stories, I'm fun. I'm every moment of my life that's been successful has had that in it. Every single one of us has that. We have some mark that we're naturally successful where it's kind of like, we're just hanging out, having coffee with a friend and hours fly by and genius spills out of us and it just works and it's easy. And then we have the other moments, the kind of like, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? We're kind of awkward and, you know, um, forced and technical. And it's, you know, for me, it's kind of this idea of like, throwing darts in the dark. So I always say that it's like we're throwing darts in the dark. Most of us live our life that way where we, you know, the lights are off. We're trying to hit the bullseye. We're trying so hard. And honestly, pretty low chance we're going to hit the bullseye. Right. And once in a while we hit that bullseye and it's awesome. It's a miracle happened. We're so grateful. But even when we hit that bullseye, we have no idea what we did or how to repeat it. And so when we look at every moment in our life where we've hit the bullseye and we map what was really going on there, it's like we flip on the light switch. I can't tell you that tomorrow you're going to hit the bullseye, but I can tell you that you know how. And you can say, okay, my relationship isn't working. How can I be more vulnerable? Okay, um, my business isn't taking off. How can I be zanier? Okay, um, you know, this interview, I don't know what to say here. How do I bring in my unmistakable? How do I be more aligned? Like, how do I? And the second we start doing that, it changes the conversation because we know our own markers of success and fulfillment. So that's kind of why I ended up doing this. Very inspiring. And what's the price range and like, what's the contents of the. Sure. So a lot of, you know, price ranges, it really depends, you know, working with me one-on-one, which I don't do very often. is a little bit of a higher price point, of course, um, that usually runs about a thousand dollars, but you know, we have really low cost, you know, courses and programs actually free. So if anyone's listening and they're like, Oh, this is cool. Um, you can go to my website and at mikeimle.com slash map, there's a whole 36 minute training with a worksheet and it's free and you can stop mapping your sensitivities and getting that formula for yourself right from the get go. And the sacred branding, like sacred branding. Yeah. What, that's what we call it. What's the uh, price range for that one? That one so if good. you work with me one-on-one, like I said, you know, I don't do it very often. So, you know, these days I'm just not, don't have as much time, but it's a thousand dollars usually to work one-on-one. But for the e-course, which is our kind of entry-level course, the exact same process I do with people, um, it's $198 and there are payments as low as 66. So we try to keep that really accessible. We also have a free version for people. Um, You know, our commitment in this work is just, we believe everyone deserves access to this, right? Like you have an entire life of data, an entire lifetime of these are moments of success. These are moments of not success. And, you know, I think 
all we got to do is map that. So if people just have a formula and know how they can map that, we try to keep that really accessible. So $66 payments as low as that. That's awesome. Like a roadmap to the future. Like I was reading on your website. Yeah. Future and the past. Right. So it's, you know, like you can start to understand past moments. You know, we have a lot of people who use this work with trauma who will say, you know, why was this so painful? Why am I struggling to let this go? Why did this not work out for me? Um, or, you know, it's predictable for the future. So if I know what, what, why it happened in the past, I can start to say in the future, Hey, wait a minute. Like in my relationship, I'll, I'll give you a great example. So I didn't always feel empowered about my body. I didn't feel like sexy or confident or good about my body and feel like I looked attractive. And so I said, all right, Mike, you do this work. Come on, let's do this. And so I said, all right, what with my body would make me feel vulnerable and zany and free? Well, duh, dancing naked in front of the mirror. I'm yeah. vulnerable, I'm zany, I'm free, right? I have no clothes on. Okay. And so every day for a year, while the water was heating up for just two minutes, I danced naked in front of the mirror. I did not miss a day, every day. Even when I felt unattractive, even when I didn't want to look at myself, I looked and I watched myself dance in front of that mirror. At the end of that year, I didn't even realize this was connected at the time. But at the end of that year, I booked my first boudoir photo session. And I had my first nude photo shoot, did not even think it was related. And I got those photos and I thought, you know, these photos are very private. They're going to be for me. They're going to be for my husband. Maybe nobody else is going to see them. Oh my God. I got those photos back. My mom has seen them. I've posted them <laughs> on the internet. Like I don't care because I feel so goddamn sexy and confident in any room I walk into now. And it's because I know my sensitivities. I know the things that I'm more sensitive to anyone in the world. Like when we're talking about, you know, those levers you pull for success, they're what you're more sensitive to than anyone else. The thing is, we talk about life purpose a lot, like it's something that's achievable or aspirational. So we'll say things like, oh, you know, people will tell me, Mike, my life purpose is to be a life coach. My life purpose is to write a book. My life purpose is to help millions of people or get married or whatever. And I usually say that's awesome. But here's the thing. If you can achieve it, that means you can fail it. And how does that make any sense? How could you fail your purpose? And furthermore, if you can achieve it, it implies you didn't have it at a certain point. So did you just not have a purpose as a baby? That doesn't make sense. Of course you did. You didn't have things you achieved, but you did have sensitivities. And so some kids are sensitive to music. And if you're sensitive to music, you can probably hear notes that I can't hear. Some kids are sensitive to freedom. And if you're sensitive to freedom, you probably you know, are gonna feel trapped easier than me. You're gonna always look for opportunities for freedom. You're gonna be helping others to feel free your whole life. You're sensitive. When we're sensitive, we see, taste, touch, smell, hear more there, right? We hold more trauma because we feel things deeper. But we also, you know, um, <clears throat> step into, you know, we have more gifts. We have more experiences. We, you know, are on the light and shadow side of that. And that's what I'm really interested in is when I'm really sensitive to something, that means it's more impactful for me. I'm going to be better at helping others with it, but I'm also going to have a lot of feelings around it myself. And so that's why I started with those things because I knew if I can feel sexy in my body and I can feel aligned and free and vulnerable, then I'm going to like my body. And that works with anything. You business, you talk about, I've had people, you know, um, trying to get Netflix specials for comedy. I've had people getting on TV, you know, drag queens. I've had people, um, gosh, so many things. I mean, building businesses, changing their relationship, learning their sex or intimacy language and improving their sex life. Like it doesn't really matter. What we're talking about is your sensitivities, what you've experienced your whole life and your lived experience tells that story over and over again. All we have to do is map it. 
you read my mind because I was going to ask you about like what's coming up next and like what's it like working with celebrities. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I working with anybody is all the same, right? I mean, we just have to create a level of safety and vulnerability so people can start to map their experiences. But, you know, what's next? You know, one thing I really am interested in is adapting this work for children. So I am just, just experimenting now, but we've had a few cases um, of children that we've been experimenting with, you know, mostly friends and family, of course, I'm not picking up random children off the street, but um, you know, I, uh, you know, it's obviously a kid doesn't have, you know, it takes me, if I, you work one-on-one with me, it takes two and two to two and a half hours to do this. So it's a very lengthy process. No kid has an attention span for that. So we're trying to adapt it to be a 20 minute version and also know that their vocabulary is more limited. Um, so it's definitely something on the horizon and I'd love to be able to bring it into schools. Um, one, I'll just tell you a story because I think it's cool. I worked, the first child I ever worked with was my niece and she at the time was six years old. And so, um, we worked together, we did a lot of, you know, Disney characters and we tried to make it really fun. And she came out with her six words. And one of them was the word quiet, which I thought was a really interesting word. Anyway, a month later, I got a phone call from my mom. And she said, you'll never believe what happened today. Ella is her name, um, my niece. She was at school and a little girl was bullying her and said like, you're so shy and why don't you talk? And she responded, well, you know, um, actually my uncle told me that being quiet is one of my superpowers and that's what works for me. And I bet you have superpowers too. And if you talk to my uncle, he can tell you your superpowers. And I just thought how miraculous that if we can claim those parts of ourselves that we're sensitive to that are too much, quote unquote, or not enough, you know, that we can have self-esteem and, you know, even at a kid's age, not feel like we're, you know, uh, that what people bully us for is really going to get in there or affect our self-esteem. And I just, that is what really excites me about this work. And that's something I do want to do in the future. It's amazing. That's amazing. And like with, with Brandon, like what's some of the things you teach people like with Brandon? Yeah. So, you know, it really, I like to really reconceptualize how we think about branding. You know, I think a lot of times with branding, people will be like, so first of all, most people think branding only means visuals. So a logo or a website. And what usually happens is somebody spends like two grand, three grand buying this really fancy website. And then they have no idea how to package up what they do or how to talk about it and message it or how to, you know, market or how to do any of these things because it isn't actually helpful. We, we don't know what the core brand is. We just know a visual. And what I'm interested in is really helping people understand that a brand is just, it's not just about business. We have a brand of everything. I have a brand of sex. The way I have sex is different than anyone else. I have a brand of friendship. I'm a different friend than anyone else. I have a brand of interviewing. I have a brand of, you know, being a partner. I have a brand of, you know, business and the way I talk. And it's my brand, my essence, my purpose, my sensitivities, my way of being in the world. And if I understand that, here's the thing. Most entrepreneurs want buy-in a thousand times. We want people to buy into our website and our blog post and our podcast and the sales offering over here and this project we do over here, right? It's exhausting to try to get people to buy into all these things. Yeah. But if it's all built on the same energy, we need buy-in one time. Either they resonate or they don't. That's it. Because we know what they're liking, right? We know those levers we're pulling that make us successful and fulfilled. So we know what they're resonating with. And what I tell people all the time is like, listen, 
if you are on the podcast and you kick ass and people love you and they go back to your website and they don't feel the same thing, you're going to lose them forever because it's subconscious. They don't know why, but they were resonating with something. And if you aren't clear what that something was, then you have no idea what they really want from you. But the truth is right now, if I could give you the gift of successful, if I could make you feel successful, truly successful, who gives a shit how I give it to you? I can give it to you in some web copy. I can give it to you in an interview. I can give you some coaching. I can give it to you, you know, in a book. It doesn't matter. If that's the thing you're looking for, then it's my job to figure out what are the best ways to do it. And here's the cool thing. It comes naturally to me, right? That's the thing. I've known extreme failure in my life and extreme success. It's a sensitivity or a theme of my life. And we all have those. So my advice to most entrepreneurs or most people talking about branding is radically be yourself. And I know that sounds trite and silly, but what I mean by that is if you have success in any area of your life, a successful relationship or friendship, or you had some creative project that was successful, or you ever did well in school, the reason you were successful there applies to everything else. So figure it out. What do you do in your relationship that you're not doing in your business? Most people, humans, we're not good at transferring things over out of the context. So we're kind of like, oh, it's a totally different thing, Mike. You don't get it. Right, right. I I've said that plenty of times. But then I think, well, wait a minute. My relationship is so successful because I'm vulnerable. Why did that article go viral? Because it was vulnerable. Okay, Mike, take note. When you are vulnerable, you are successful. The more vulnerable you are, that is always marker of success. People now know me as part of my brand as being really vulnerable. I talk about shooting my pants. I talk about, you know, my relationship. I talk about vomiting blood. I'm always talking about the most embarrassing failures of my life because that's who I am. And that's a gift I give to the world. And when I understand that, then it just becomes, how do I communicate that in the website? What does the design look like? How do I communicate that in the interview? How do I communicate that in my offerings? What do they look like? How do I package them up? Do I do a lot of live stuff? When we know our brand, we should have a reliable, predictable formula to answer any questions we've got. And if we don't have an answer to that question, it means we haven't dug in and done the work to understand it. But when I pause and think, okay, in my relationship, when things aren't going well, I always stop and say, Garrett, you know, I need to be vulnerable and tell you how I feel right now. Always. No matter what, that changes the conversation. That has been a marriage saver because I know what I need and I know how to ask for it. That's, that's very inspiring. Like you have a lot to offer. Like I remember I was playing like, like I was good in basketball. I was like the team mm -hmm. captain. I made uh, MVP in a row. And I think about that, like in music also, like it's a lot to unwrap, but like, I think about that when, when you say about, about what you was good at. Mm -hmm. So what, tell me about, like, let's just, do you want to play a little bit? Is yeah. Cool. Yeah, let's sure. do it. All right. So, so I have a, another way that we can play, but right now you're inspiring me. Paul, so just tell me, like, in basketball, what, what gift do you think you gave to people when you were playing basketball? Do you think you helped people to feel confident? Did you help them to feel, you know, inspired? Did you feel like the sense of freedom or flow? Like, what was going on? Tell me a little bit about it. Like, I was, I had to be, I must was the oldest, like, because I was in the eighth grade and, mm -hmm. like, like, going up into that time, like, I was, I was also silly. Like, I had, like, I was a good role model. Like, I, I was a class clownist at the same time and, like people would laugh and like I make people laugh and uh, I was also good at basketball like I had skills and I can shoot I can dribble like I like I would watch and one tapes and all kind of different basketball stuff but even though we lost some games like we didn't have that much eighth graders on our team and like 
when uh, the hurricane came, like for Katrina, like New mm-hmm. Orleans people came and like our team was really good. Like those New Orleans, they was just as good as me and even better. Um, and w- when they left, like we just had like three eighth graders and like it was different. Like one one game I scored 28 points. Awesome. Well, so what I'm hearing from you is it sounds like, you know, moments of success and we can do a deeper exercise right now, but I'm just going to point out one thing for everyone listening. We're seeing fun and silliness and committed, right? You're watching all of these tapes over and over again. You are incredibly committed. Now, just from that example, I'm going to guess that you've probably been hard on yourself at times in your life and tell yourself that you don't have follow through or you haven't finished things or you haven't necessarily been totally committed to everything. Because whenever I see somebody who's got committed as one of their sensitivities, they're usually a person who's deeply committed to what they're passionate about, but they kind of shame and blame themselves when they aren't following through or aren't committed on these other things. And so what I would say to you, I don't know you from a hole in the wall other than these few minutes that we've had together, but I would say to you, Justin, what the story you told me is that be really goofy be really fun and be super committed. And literally this could be now web copy. Like let's just pretend. And by the way, we have not mapped your sensitivities. We're just playing here, but you could literally say, you know, um, I'm committed to making you the best version of yourself through fun and goofiness and letting yourself have a good time. Like that could be something you actually put on your website, just in the three words that we've gotten today, because it starts to express who you are. That's what you do. Your brand, you know, in your music and everything, it's got to be a little bit fun. It's got to be a little bit goofy. It's got to be, you know, deeply committed too, because that's going to help people feel you. When they hear the music, they're going to say like, oh yeah, I can feel his essence. I can't get that from anywhere else. The thing about sensitivities and essence is it makes us so clear on who we are and more importantly, who we're not. And I have spent so much time in my life trying to be somebody that I'm not. And now I'm kind of like, no, I don't need to be that. Who I am is good enough. I am clear on who I am. I can go partner with people or hire people or be friends with people who are those other things. And that's fantastic. Let them stay in their zone of genius. That's where they shine. But I know where I shine and I'm not going to put myself in bad containers anymore. I'm not going to keep putting myself places that don't make me shine and beating myself up and telling myself I'm not good enough. I'm going to only choose places where I do shine and then I'm going to feel great because I know my sensitivities. So, I mean, if you want, Paul, we can do a whole mapping exercise today and I can do a little bit more with you, but yeah. I don't want to take over here. I mean, it'd be fun. Like, that's interesting because, uh, like, I have, a, like, a lot to unwrap, like, with, uh, like, just coming up out of high school because I dropped out and, like, I tore my ACL. Mm-hmm. That would mm-hmm. made me gave up on life, like, when I tore my ACL meniscus playing basketball at PE. And like, I thought I got off the ground cause I was exercising the day before. I thought I got off the ground and then I was trying to do a turnaround dunk and I twisted. I thought I was already in the air and I twist my leg and I tore my ACL. Oh. I'm so sorry to hear that. I gave up and then uh, I dropped out in 11th grade. Also like I got my GED and mm-hmm. I, I gained a passion to write and it led up to speaking which I do now like with uh, podcasting. Yeah, yeah, but- no, it's, and it's amazing. I mean, we can see all some of those themes of like commitment and putting, I mean, at such a young age and like you've had this adversity and yet it's not stopping you. You're still getting out there and you're still doing so many other things to try to help the world. Massage and, therapy graduate. Yeah. Now, now in uh, radio uh, broadcasting school, like it's just 20 weeks. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. You're inspiring me today. Thank you for sharing <laughs> that. Yeah. 
So um, if you want, we can play. And again, for anyone listening, who's kind of like, oh, Mike, you know, I, I wish you were doing this for me. Just go to mikeimle.com slash map. It's free. It's only 36 minutes. You'll get a worksheet. It's just a training to train you right through it. And you'll be able to do what we're doing today and even more actually. So, okay. Yeah, I'll so, leave it Paul, in the show notes. Yeah, perfect, perfect. I love it. All right, Paul. So take a moment and I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think of three jobs you've had or roles you've played. And so it doesn't have to be a formal job. It could certainly be a job that you had, but it also could be like playing basketball, you know, being a basketball player or being a podcaster. So, you know, you don't necessarily had to have made money doing this, but it was something you did in your life. So I want you to just tell me one of those jobs or those roles right now. And when you tell it to me, I want you to tell me three things that you made people feel in that job. So did you make people feel safe? Did you make them feel inspired? Did you make them feel heard? Did you make them feel connected, empowered, whatever? So give me one of those jobs and three things you made people feel. I think about, uh, I thought about two so far. Okay. Uh, or two, Tell me one of them. Uh, three, I got um, when I was working at Borden's, also mm -hmm. when I was working at uh, the Cajun Dome, like it was okay. event, event center. Mm -hmm. And also uh, massage therapy. Perfect. All right. So let's start with one of those. Pick one and tell me three things you made people feel. For the Cajun Dome event center, mm -hmm. uh, one time, I, like it was, it was just a good moment, like uh, ice skater games and different mm -hmm. sporting events and WWE and all that. One time this, uh, this lady came out of the bathroom and I noticed she had like toilet paper on her uh, shoe and I was like, I was trying to signal for like to her and then I, I stepped on the toilet paper. She was like, thank you. Like, like she was like charismatic person. Yeah. How sweet of and, you. And so, I had my broom in my uh, dustpan already. Yeah. So it sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but it sounds like, you know, you uh, gave people this gift of kind of maybe conscientiousness or caring or, you know, do you feel like that's something that maybe you gave to people through that job? Yeah, I, I have a big heart and like just, just uh, being nice to people and polite and, you know, just in my own way of responding to my own expression, uh, yeah. like, like that. And, uh, also Borden's, I guess I made people feel cool. Like it's a, it's a um, milk plant job. It's just like, it's mostly men that, uh, that's in the plant, but, uh, it was like brotherly, um, like, like friendship, like, mm -hmm. And massage, yeah. massage therapy school was pretty cool. Like all the all the clients that I worked on, like they they were uh, really nice. They gave me good uh, feedback and surveys. They was like, uh, like they they look they look forward to. Um, like one said, she could put uh, she wish she could put me in a purse and take me home with her. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So you know what? What do you think it was that they liked so much? Why did this woman want to take you home with her? Like, what were you? You know, were you because listening I, really well? Like, what were you doing? The massage, the uh, massage itself, like, and how nice, how I care for her, like how, like, like how, like how I, like, like I ask, like I, my communication style and <laughs> just the the way I, I treated her as in the massage, like how professional it was and stuff. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I see that. Thank you. Thank you. That's really helpful. All right. So now I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think of one of the hardest, most challenging moments of your life that does not feel re-traumatizing to think about. So nothing that feels traumatic to think about, but any moment that was just like, shoot, you know, that was really a hard moment in my life. And as you're thinking about it, you don't have to tell me what it is if you don't want, 
but I just want you to tell me three things you felt in that moment. You can repeat the question. Yeah, I can. So um, just a really hard moment of your life you're thinking about. And I just want you to tell me three things you felt in that moment. Anytime I got in fights, like okay. especially with family members, like uh, like mm -hmm. a brother, like uh, stuff like that. So, and what, what did you feel when you were in fights with people? I felt like it could have been avoided or... Mm -hmm. Like it's a better way. Like when I look back on it, like when I was younger, like I was like, I love fighting. Like when I was younger <laughs> for some reason, like just knocking people down. Like I don't even keep fighting them. I just like when they knock down, like that's it. <laughs> like I don't mm. keep going. But what, what did you, did you feel like sad? Did you feel angry? Like what did you personally feel when you were in these fights? I felt like I was a bull or something. Like just like, just knocking them down. Like after a couple of hits, like, and they fall down, like, it's just like almost like boxing, but it's not. But like for recess or something like that, like just like they coming against me and like it's I don't know if it was like rage or manic. Yeah. All right. So a lot of rage, a lot of mania. All right. This is perfect. And so if you had this kind of magic wand and you could make yourself feel anything else, you kind of change the situations, you weren't in these rageful, manic fights, what do you think you would have wanted to feel in those moments? It's an educational moment and not, not uh, so fighting like I'm because I'm a lover. Yeah. So maybe you want to feel love, you know, peace, harmony, things like that. Yeah. I like to, I like to relate to people. I'm not, I'm not about violence. Like I grew not to be like that. Like, even mm -hmm. though that's just times at recess, I was still genuine and stuff. And yeah. like, we'll be talking afterwards, like the person that I fight with. Awesome. 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 You're doing so well here. Thank you. So I want you one more time, close your eyes one final time. And I want you to think of one of the happiest, most successful moments of your life. A moment that just felt really, really good. And I just want you to tell me about it and tell me three things you felt. When I got my GED, I felt like it was success. And mm -hmm. like when I got my GED, when I, when I got that, like I felt like I could do anything, like nothing stopping me, nothing's holding me back. Like I can, yeah. I can move out of the state. I can do whatever mm -hmm. I want. Cause mm -hmm. I, now I got that diploma. That's right. Awesome. Awesome. So do you feel really you're successful? You felt proud of yourself? Yeah. I was ahead of the game. Cause a lot of people didn't get their GEDs or mm -hmm. like I was ahead of the game. Some awesome. This is so good. Okay. So, you know, obviously, you know, we're just kind of as our shoddy version here and you know, that training is a little bit more, um, you know, sophisticated, but we're just playing today. We're already seeing some themes come up for you. You know, you are a person who is incredibly caring. You're a person who wants harmony, right? You want kind of uh, bring things together, bring different voices, different viewpoints together. You are a person who, you know, really um, honors, you know, being proud. You want to be proud of yourself, proud of people, proud of your community, proud of whoever's out there, your friends. Um, you're a person who we talked about before is deeply committed and also is kind of fun and goofy. So let's just say in what we saw, you know, I'll give you a few words, goofy, um, proud, Harm, you know, harm, harmony, um, harmonizing, um, loving, caring. That's right. Yep, exactly. So we got a few words like that. All right. Now here's where we get to really play. I'm going to guess that the happiest, most successful moments of your life all felt very harmonizing, caring, proud, successful, you know, um, fun and goofy. And moments that were really bad or traumatic felt the opposite of those, whatever that means to you. Maybe it felt you know, like people didn't care. 
maybe it felt like um, not loving or not, you know, fun. Things felt very serious and too tough. Maybe things felt like not committed, that people weren't showing up for one another. Or disappointed. We now, sorry, what did you say? Or disappointed. Disappointed. uh, Flap in the face. Mm-hmm. Sure, that, that, that sounds exactly right. Yeah, and especially proud, right? The opposite of proud we're thinking of now, disappointed. So now we're seeing your sensitivities. And this is, again, just our rough version here, but we're starting to see, oh, these make sense. So now I'm going to guess that if ever you were on an interview, let's say, let's pretend we roll reversal and I'm interviewing you and you, um, I said, you know, hey, Paul, um, you know, let's ask a question. Why is important today? And you think, oh gosh, I don't know the answer. And you go back to these sensitivities and say, well, you know, Mike, what I'll tell you right now is I think that there's a lot of disharmony in the world today. And we need to hear these stories and, you know, hear, harmonize and come together and hear different viewpoints and different stories and feel proud of our experiences and celebrate our unique experiences and the unique voices who aren't being heard right now and actually care, you know, as a community, come together and care about one another and care about what we're doing and, you know, celebrate ourselves so that, and and have fun and have these free flowing, goofy conversations, you know, it doesn't have to be so hard. It can, we can have fun, but also harmonize and bring people together. Yeah. Now, obviously you can do a better job than I did. I just made it up on the spot. But my point is that I'm going to guess that something like that might be something that you believe because we see your sensitivities now. We know that I'm not surprised you're a podcaster. You are <laughs> harmonizing, bringing people together, right? Celebrating, yeah. being proud, you know, being fun and goofy. Like that makes sense. That's a good container for you. I'm going to guess your best friendships are ones where you can be fun and goofy, where people celebrate you and are proud of you, yeah, where you exactly. can harmonize and come together. So now, you know, friendships, relationships, you know, um, d- dating, uh, you know, the way you dress in the morning, maybe you're a person who I'm going to, I wouldn't be shocked if you were the type of person who likes to wear like monochromatic, like one color, because if it were the word like harmonize, you might want to match or you might want to wear certain colors that go together because now we see a sensitivity going on there. And so all we're doing is saying, who am I and how do I keep putting myself in that exact place of success over and over again? That's so cool. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's really, people always say to me like, oh my God, Mike, you gotta be so self-aware. You don't, anybody can do this. I promise you every person listening is gonna say, I am too all over the place for this. You're A, you're not as all over the place as me. I am all over the place. And I told you that story at the beginning because I want to show you how, what a mess I felt like. I've got this sickness and herbalism and blogging and branding and you know coaching. And like, it didn't make any sense to me. My article, my relationship. And then understanding my sensitivities, it all came together. In our whole lives, we'll be growing and changing. We'll be doing a whole bunch of different diverse things, but we are the constant. Our sensitivities are always the same. And when we understand that, we can keep growing in new ways while putting ourselves in the place of success. That was a good exercise. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's, you know, my very, like I said, I do this two and a half hours. So that's my like five minute super short version. If you want something a little bit better, go to that training because you can get 36 minutes. But um, yeah, I think it's really work I'm passionate about. And I feel like everyone deserves access. You've got the data. You've got the lived experience. All we've got to do is map it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And any, any links you like to share? I, li- I love how you was talking about like, in like how I'd engage, like the exercise engage people. 
Yeah, yeah, of course. So, you know, um, you can go to that mikeimle.com slash map, M-A-P. I think Paul's going to put in the show notes. And that you are welcome to go sign up. It's a free training. It's 36 minutes. You'll have a worksheet. You're going to go a lot deeper than we went here and actually be able to map your own. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. You know, I, so I really enjoy that. Otherwise, um, you can try to find me on Instagram at just mikeimle. I will admit to you, I'm a little bit of a hermit and shy on social media, but you can come find me and pull me out of my shell. It was great talking to you. Like, it was good. Like, this is a good interview. Yeah, thanks. It's great talking to you too, Paul. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone, for tuning in. New episodes every Friday, 1 p.m. And what's coming up on the show, we got like a lot of a lot of guests that's, that's are amazing, that's like just like this, like uh, Mike. And we, we got like, a whole bunch coming up and like i might i might take a vacation the next three months but like for <laughs> for sure like there's a lot coming up like i got a whole batch of episodes coming out like and they're gonna be every friday at 1 p.m u.s central time thank you mike thank you all right i'll send it to you <laughs>